Hey guys, and welcome to part two of Heathers and Men. <laughs> that's, what I t- that's what I titled the first one. So we ran out of time with the first one, um, and we are going to continue on now. And we are going to be talking about red and green flags. So we'll start off with green flags. Heather, hit me with some green flags. Ooh. Okay. So I feel... Um, Green flags to kind of look out for whenever you're talking to a new man or dating a new man or or whatnot. Um, One of the big ones for me is uh, if he's going to go out of his way for you. Like Uh if he thinks about things that you like or he picks up on things that you say, um, listening's like a big thing. So like if you're dating or seeing a guy and he's actually like listening and receiving the information that you're telling him and using them to make sure that you're happy or you have what you want or, you know, surprising you with little things. Like, it's taking that little extra step. It's basically just listening and putting an action to it. My one thing is I have dated people in the past that don't like driving. And I've dated people that have lived, like, 30 to, to two hours, 30 minutes to two hours away from me. And I've done all the driving. And let me tell you, that shit is whack. If a man really wants you, a man will do what he can to get to you. Amen. Um, If that means driving however long to you, if that means his phone died and, you know, he has no way of contacting you through his phone or his phone breaks and he borrows a friend's phone and texts you and tells you what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. If a man, and I know you just experienced this, and I love it too, if a man is, like, going to do something and you're in the middle of a conversation with them, they don't just stop talking to you. They tell you, hey, I'll be right back. I'm busy. Don't want you to think that I'm just leaving you hanging. So I'll be right back. It's so refreshing, yeah. It's so refreshing. It's so nice to know that somebody it's, cares. It's to, a common courtesy to yeah, me. Yeah, like, they, care, they care to make you feel safe. And you special. feel safe, special, unique. You feel important. Yeah. You feel like a priority? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a huge green flag. Uh-huh. If you're getting any of that from a man, that's that's a, that's oh. a pretty good indication. That's so good. Because so. a man's, you're right, a man's not going to put in that much effort for something that he just wants a fling with or that he doesn't really care about. Phone calls. Can we not stress this enough? Like, phone calls. Like, if you want to talk to someone, call them. Don't even text them. Call them. Like, I want a phone call. The person I was talking to before, our texting was so awful, and we only talked on the phone one time, and it was, like, at the very beginning of us talking. There was no, like, no phone calls. It was awful. Like, FaceTime me, phone call me. Like, if you want to talk to me, talk to me. Double text me if you want to double text me. Obviously, don't be crazy and, like, be blowing my shit up. That's unattractive, but, like, talk to me. Like... Ask me how my day was. And ask questions and listen. Freaking listen. Listen and ask questions too. Like, I don't want a guy to be like, what's up? How are you? I want a guy to be like, so have you ever thought, like, if you did die, like, what way you would want to die if you could choose to die? (laughs) (laughs) It's so dark. It's really dark, but like, I want to know. Like, I want to talk about interesting things. Like, I'm tired of talking about the same damn shit. I ask weird things, like, what's your favorite word? Yeah, me too. Like, like, do you have a favorite word? Yeah. You gotta ask. Like, it's it's you super random, but it's a 
it's an interesting conversation because then you actually get into something. It might not be super deep, but then it makes them think like, hey, what is my favorite word? Like, I maybe asked, I should have one. Like, and I asked the guy that I was talking to, friends with benefits, whatever the hell it was. I asked him when we were at dinner, I said, would you rather be eaten by a shark or would you rather be eaten by an alligator? And we had a genuine discussion about it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's crazy how something just so small and weird of a question. Makes you feel so good. It's. And connected. Yeah. It it engages in a conversation. Yeah. And it leads to other things. You're not going to get anywhere by just asking the person the same thing every day. What what are you doing for work? Or. How's how's your your day? day? (laughs) Yeah. How's your day? My day's great. How's yours? Great. All right. Wonderful. What can we talk about now? Yeah. Like, it's that meaningless point. Like, bro, do you believe in aliens? I need to know. Yeah. Like, it's a deal breaker. Like, if you don't believe in aliens or climate change, get the fuck up out of here. Like, no small know? talk. No. We are real conversations. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, yeah. And if you want to let somebody know that you're serious about them, have conversation. Because nobody who is not interested in you is going to ask you serious questions. They're not going to care about that. They're just going to care about getting in your pants. They're not going to care about what is you're doing. They're not going to be caring about what you think, what's going on in that brain of yours. They're not going to care. But somebody who's really interested is going to show the effort, and they're going to want to know every little aspect of you. And I'm going to turn that in and kind of veer off the flag thing for a minute and let you know that there's ways to do it and there's ways to not do it. You do not want to overwhelm someone. You do not want to be like, I want to know every single little thing about you and, like, go crazy over them and everything. You can think that in your head. You can make scenarios of you being married to them and having children. I do it all the time. But I don't tell them that. And I don't make them feel uncomfortable and I don't overwhelm them. You have to make somebody feel important by also not overwhelming them. And that sounds really complicated. That goes into where men are like, women are so complicated. They want this, this, and this, but they don't want this, this, and this. No, we want it, but we want it delivered a certain way. We don't want to feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We want you, it's about the delivery. It's about how you deliver that shit. You know what I mean? You can put whatever you want out there, but you got to make sure you're delivering it in a way that is not overwhelming. For me personally, I get overwhelmed really quickly. Very, very quickly. If somebody's like, I'm trying to think of like a, an example. Mm. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but when somebody is just so... Bum, 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 bum. I'm like, whoa, buddy, take a second. Take breathe. a breather. Like, let's talk about this and then we'll move into it. And then talk about this and move into it. Had a guy, went on a date. It was phenomenal. First date was great. Thought I was going to actually end up being with this guy, like seeing him, seriously. Went on our second date and I went over to his house and we made tie-dye shirts. He, he made the idea. It was a surprise. He had the tie-dye laid out. He had the YouTube video of the, like complex tie-dye shirt we were gonna do then we were gonna go get lunch and you know we're gonna hang out we did the tie-dyeing shirt and then we realized that we wanted to like go out and get lunch so we took a break went got lunch came back and I got really tired out of nowhere um and he asked if I want to take a nap I said yeah so we went upstairs went to his bed and I was taking a nap and I was trying to like relax and he was like you know what can I do Reiki on you and I was like, wow, that's attractive. Yes, you can. Like, I would love that. Does Reiki on me and then comes back and sits next to me, lays next to me. 
when we're like opening up talking about experiences and everything the reiki was beautiful by the way and he looks at me he goes i don't want to freak you out and when somebody says i don't want to freak you out i'm automatically on guard to be freaked out like i'm already freaked out and he goes but i had a dream or no i've had a vision for a very long time that i was going to be married to a lady with dreads and i was going to have two beautiful girls and you are her and I immediately wanted to run because he's basically saying that I was his wife and that he had envisioned me coming for a very long time that like he had been having this vision for years and as much as that is thoughtful on the second date that is not necessary no no wrong timing especially right after giving me Reiki wrong timing yeah I felt very overwhelmed and at least establish a little bit more of a deeper connection or like a relationship before you go and throw like oh then it's cute later Yep. Like, then it's cute, and it's like, oh, my God, babe, that's so sweet. I didn't very know that. In, in the, the be- very beginning, is. the second date, unless your connection is out of this world and you have both communicated that, do not do that. You will ruin it. Mm-hmm. You will ruin it. And I don't mean to be a dick because that was very nice of him, very sweet and thoughtful. But that's a huge red flag to me. I do not want somebody doing that to me because... I did not express that I had that connection with him yet. I had not opened up on that level. Like, I had opened up about something, but it had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with me as a person. And I don't mean, I hope I don't sound like a dick, but I just feel like that is very overwhelming to, to, do, to like, lay on someone like that. Um, in the beginning, you should be taking it slow. You shouldn't, I don't believe in love bombing either. I don't want to be love bombed. I don't want somebody to be like, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, beautiful, blah. Like, I would like somebody to compliment me, but I don't want it overdone too much to where, like, it's not... Sincere. Sincere, yeah. It's it just like becomes, people just it's throw like love. auto. It's yeah, like people con- throw that word love around like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, I want somebody to mean it when they say it. Like, like you mean that shit. Yeah, and when they compliment your hair or uh-huh. your makeup or, you know, something that you've done, like... You want to be like, yeah, man, I crushed it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Like, you know you look good that day. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, like you said, it's not like an auto thing where, you know, they're on, they're on autopilot and they just think that's what you want to hear. So they constantly say it over yeah. and over again. No, because we can read that shit. We're not stupid. Mm-hmm. We can pick that up. Mm-hmm. And we can understand that, like, this is not sincere. They're just doing it to get something out of me. It's actually a selfish act. Um, they're saying it because they want something in return. And what they want is love. And they want, um, a lot of times they want sex. You know? mm-hmm. They're like, if I say all these good things, they're going to be so turned on. When in fact, it's actually the opposite. <laughs> we want somebody that's sincere. We want somebody, there are ways to make yourself sound sincere and meaningful without overwhelming the other person. And you can still be sweet and genuine and you can still say nice things. But don't love bomb someone. Take your time and it will last a long mm-hmm. time if you take your time. And... Yeah, sorry, I went like on a tangent with that, but <laughs> I had to because I feel that when people do nice gestures and everything, it's wonderful, but when people like, people can tend to really just like... Overdo it. Overdo it. And that's how I feel at the cupcake stage, too. I feel like a lot of people start dating and then they just like love bomb the shit out of each other and they just like throw themselves at each other. They're like, this is everything that I have to offer, blah, 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 and like just blanket someone with it and then it's like when the person tries to come up to breathe they notice all the shit that's around them and they're like whoa this is a lot 
and it that's how I am is I used to get into relationships my past partner we moved in together after this second month and oh same yeah my, my ex-husband it was real fast it was super fast and you know we were married within nine months of yeah. like dating it was so fast yeah it was wild yeah I moved in he, my past partner said he loved me after like a month and a half. Same. We were, yeah, it was so, it was, it was in fast forward. Everything was in fast forward. And you're in that little, like, honeymoon phase. So, of course, everything's, like, great and you feel great about everything. But, but, like, you, know. you have to be careful with it because you gotta, like, I don't know. I just feel like having everything thrown at you so fast like that. I get, I'm very, I get, I want to be careful the way I say this. Um, I'm going to say, I get turned off really easily. Um, I don't know. When somebody does everything for me, it's almost like I'm blind. And then all of a sudden, after like two months, I like wake up and I'm like, what's going on? I've literally just moved into this house. Mm. I've literally just like, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you have you have to take things slow, mm-hmm. and you have to really understand the other person and give the person time and space to understand you. And you can't rush everything and just want everything. You have to be patient, and that is so hard for some people, especially myself. I mean, I say this, and then all of a sudden I'm like, meet somebody, and I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna have Mary, we're gonna have kids, and I wouldn't say that to them, but it's in my head, and I tell my friends that, mm-hmm. and then, you know. Next thing you know, I'm turned off over a little thing. It's just, I get bombarded so easily and I get overwhelmed. And I just like things to be fed to me slow so that I'm not overwhelmed. What's another one we got? Um, so, kind of to bounce with that, um, another green flag is when a guy respects your body and boundaries. Oh! That is... Give me an experience. Give me an example. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's even little things... And this isn't, like, a sexual thing about your body. So, like, when you're walking down the sidewalk with a man and he moves you away from the side of traffic so that he's, like, walking on that side. Yeah. He cares about you. He cares about your well-being. When they put their palm on the middle of your back. Yeah. Just, like, Like if somebody's coming and they want it, like, they, they, you don't see them, but they see the person coming. They kind of move you out of the way. With the palm of their hand. They're not grabbing you. They're not throwing you. They're not tossing you. They're just gently pressing you to move. Yeah. Oh, God. Body language, body movement, the way you touch someone with intention, with the way that it is just so important. You can tell so much about somebody the way that they just move, like even the way they walk. Yeah. You ever just tell, like you can just tell the way someone is by the way they walk. Like I know that's like really deep, but it's true. Yeah, it's, it's, I... Personally, with a sex, well, I'm going to turn it sexual for a second. My past partner used to grope me in public. He used to want me to do things to him in the middle of a grocery store. Like, he groped me, do things like that, make me completely uncomfortable. He used to do it in front of my parents. Oh, yeah. And so, made me feel so uncomfortable and insecure about myself that I lost connection, didn't have connection. Um... And I think it's so important when someone respects you and respects your body and understands that 
my body's not your property. Yes. And that's when when I was with my past partner, he said, these are my boobs. These are mine. You're mine, so therefore your boobs are mine, and I can touch them and have them whenever I want. And then he said that to me, quite literally. My ex-husband was like that. Yeah. And I will say that I had a similar situation with my friends with benefits, which is hilarious, right? Because, like... He only wanted me to be having sex with him, but he could have multiple sexual partners. That's insane. Which is, you know, obviously a red flag that I covered up for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then when I reconnected with him, I was like, no, this is a huge red flag and I am not okay with this. Not taking it. So it's, yeah, I've been in a similar situations and it's it's almost like a, um, like a possessive ownership of um, someone else's body. Yeah, and it's not right. It's not okay, and I will tell you that is a huge way to lose your significant others when you do that. Because, first off, foremost, no man, no woman is anybody's property. No. You're your own person, your own entity, and when you get together with a partner, you are joining, but you are still, you're bringing like two independent people together, but... And I want to add to that that y'all are equal partners. Yes! There is not a superior... There is not, not inferior. Yeah, it's you're equal. You are equal partners. You guys are in that together. You guys are going on the journey together. It's it's an equal partnership. It's not yeah. someone owns you. Yeah. It's not no, like that. Not at all. We are not back in the 1500s. Women have rights and yeah, you have to respect each other. You have to respect a man. You have to respect a woman. And a man that respects a woman's body and boundaries. Oh! Huge green flag. So good. <laughs> so freaking good. It's so good. Yeah, it's so des- desirable and attractive when, when a man treats a woman with respect. And, yeah. So, spinning off of that, um, when a guy, you know, when a guy can talk positively about other people or his exes yes yes i was in a situation um not with the person that i was having this connection with but with someone else and i was seeing them for a hot minute and when i asked about their past relationships because here's another thing is it should be common to ask and speak about mm-hmm. your past. It is not taboo. It is not not okay. It is perfectly fine and it's actually should be talked about. If someone can't talk about their past with you and open up and be honest with you about things, then they I got a know. lot of self healing and trauma got a lot that they got to go through. They yeah. got to do. And they are not emotionally available for you. No. Like you need somebody that. Nobody's 100% emotional available, personally, in my opinion. I think you're always going to go through shit and be going well, Everybody has shit. trauma. Everybody yeah, goes through yourself. things. But, but you, you have to be willing to grow and willing yep, to... Yeah, and open up and you have to be able to let the boundaries down at some point and the walls down and let someone else in. Um, but I had asked about his past partners and the way he talked about them was repulsive. And I wanted to run. It's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful, and especially when you share that chunk of time with someone, you don't have to necessarily say, oh, yeah, my ex was a saint, and she broke up with me. If she didn't break up with me, we'd still be together. No, 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 no. Please don't ever fucking say that. You're going to scare the shit out of us. But you also don't say, yeah, my ex was crazy. I hate that word, crazy. 
because a lot of times the reason why your ex has done what they have done is because they have been pushed yes. to do what they do or led to do what they do or I mean there's it's always the rare, there's always the rare times when they're just mentally mm-hmm. unstable and there's mm-hmm. something wrong with them and you did nothing there's always that, but it's very rare and very seldom. There was that. something about something them at one point that you them. liked them. Yes. So, so it's like it's not that. all shit. It's not all bad. It's you, you shared good times with them. You shared right. mem- memories with them, especially if the, you were with them for a while. Like my past partner for three and a half years, I got some shit to say. Like they were not the greatest, but also the, you got a lot like, of good I, memories too. Uh, yeah, like I I had love for them, and there was a lot of shit that they did that I absolutely adored, which made me stay. And I mean, how you talk about the bad stuff is a whole other story. Oh, yeah. You and, can talk about it as like a, a journey and a lesson that you learned and what you walked through and that you wouldn't replace it. You don't regret it because that was part of what you, you needed to go through, and it's helped you evolve to who you are now. There are different ways to talk about even negative things that do happen in relationships without being so repulsive yeah. and just negative nasty toxic about them yeah you don't have to move about it in a way where like you're you're just dissing them like nobody wants to hear i personally do not want to hear someone dissing someone else like i just don't i I, and i i don't even take that further than exes like if you talk shitty about coworkers or friends oh yeah like it's the same thing like who's the problem here yeah yeah like, who's the one who really needs to work on some stuff? Yeah, you're the one who's literally this always This should be in a journal shit. or discuss with a therapist. Yeah. If you're really that, like... Well, I mean, honestly, if you're having that many issues with a certain individual, you should be able to have an adult conversation with them and explain to them what is bothering you. Yeah. And squash that at an at a adult level. Like, yeah. not having to talk shit to everyone. You should be able to say, yeah, me and, my everyone. Ex, me and my ex didn't work out. We had a lot of shit that we couldn't figure out, and... They put me through some pretty rough stuff, and, yeah, we're not together. Yeah. And if you go into detail, like, certain details, just don't don't go. The, the objective is not to diss your past partner to make you look good. Right. Like, a lot, of, a lot of men truly believe that when a girl asks about their ex, that they want them to bash their ex to make the person that they're sitting with having a conversation and trying to impress make them look better. I do not want you to make your ex look like a piece of shit so that I feel great about myself. Right. Because first off, we're not even together yet. Second of off is, I, I I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't want that. That I'm not looking out to bash. I don't move about my life to where I want to bring another woman down. I just never want to. So if you tell me some shit about your ex, that's on you. That has nothing to do with me. I don't... I, my objective is not to get you to talk shit about your past I'm partner. I'm a big benefit of the doubt type person, too. So, like, yeah. I don't jump to conclusions. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and give them a reason yes. to defend themselves. It's so crazy because, actually, my past partner is past partner, the one that I'm friends with now. Um, I need to have a podcast episode with her, not to bash my ex or anything, but to just talk because we have a lot in common. Um, but it's funny because... He talked so much bad stuff about her and made her, would call her crazy, stored her in his phone as batshit crazy. So when she would call, like how disrespectful is that? So I had a feeling that there was something up. My dumb ass ignored all the red flags because I was not emotionally 
matured to understand what a good relationship is, even though I thought I did. I didn't. And I ignored all the red flags, but the entire relationship, we always struggled with his past partner. Always struggled. He didn't struggle. I did. I constantly brought her up. I said, there's no way in hell that she did this with no with no way, reason. Like, there's no way that this didn't happen. Like, there's no way. And I would constantly bring it up because of the way he talked bad about her and the way he made her seem. It was just like, I don't know. It just did not add up. Nothing added up. And when we broke up, she ended up reaching out to me and we ended up having a conversation and explained to me what happened. And it was exactly what my gut was telling me that like he was instigating a lot of the shit that was happening. And then some of the shit that he was saying that happened didn't even happen. And like, I believe her and I can see where it's coming from. And that shit's not attractive. And when you talk so much shit about someone's past partner, it makes the present partner question what they do how they move walk on eggshells think about things like I'm very in my head person I can think a lot and I just don't I just don't want to know that much and I don't want to know negatively that much about someone's past partner you should not be talking so much smack about your no because if you can talk that much shit about someone who you were in a relationship with and potentially loved at some point then what's going to keep you from talking that much shit about me? Like, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. The same so. thing with friends, too. If you talk shit yeah. about your friends, what are you saying about me behind my back? Right. It's right. so important. It's so important. It's crazy. So the other, there's another one we got here. Um, another green flag for guys is how they treat their mother. Ah! Yes. This is so, so important. They treat their mother like the queen that she deserves to be treated like. You know that he's going to treat you good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he makes her priority, um, you know that he's going to make you priority. It's just like a hand-in-hand thing. It's a, it's a respect. The person that I was just talking to treated his mom, they were best friends, treated his mom like the absolute queen that she probably is, never met her. Um and prioritized the hell out of her went to visit her and made no plans to my knowledge with anybody else didn't make any plans with me nothing and prioritized her and it made me feel like holy shit like whoever he ends up with is going to like he's gonna end up prioritizing them you know and I'm not gonna lie I was entertaining the fact that like maybe we could possibly be together and I was like holy shit like if he prioritized her He's going to prioritize me just like that. You know what I mean? Like, the way he talked about her, the way he, like, just everything was just so sexy. It was so nice to know that, like, that's how he treats the women in his life. Like, oh, yeah. Like a freaking queen. Yeah, because that's, because you always say, like, when you treat someone, like, when a guy treats a woman some way, you're like, would you treat your mother like that? Or would you treat your daughter like that? And, like, if you just see them treating their mom like that already off the bat like oh god what a turn on Mm -hmm. that's such a green flag another green flag is animals if a man doesn't like animals and a man treats his animals wrong uh, (laughs) not a good look at all Mm -mm. you have to be an animal lover as bear is literally cuddling we're sandwiching bear he um you you have to 
love animals personally for me. I just my mom's always told me too, like if a man doesn't like animals and treats his, and treats animals wrong, then you know that you know. Well, it's like babies. Like they're so innocent they are. and how could you not love so fish sweet fish? and. If you legitimately don't like animals and babies, I guess, it's just kind of like, you know, what do you like? I know. It's like, like what? What like, do you mean you don't like animals? It's primal. It's primal. When a man has, like, this primal instinct of taking care of, like, an animal or a child, yeah. my hormones are like, oh, my God, babies. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I'm not, like, a huge kid person, but, like, sometimes I'm just like, damn, put a baby in me. <laughs> like, damn. There's a yeah. there's a gentle softness about a guy who can actually, yeah. who loves animals and or children. Yeah. Um. It's it is. It's just very sexy. Yeah. And this is this is uh, not a flag. This is a turn on. But when a, we've talked about this so many times, but when a man says primal, Oof. when he says that does something primal to me, or you turn me on in a primal way, or like anything to do with primal, our panties aren't even on ourselves anymore. <laughs> like they are flung to the side. We're hopping on your dick. That's the end of it. <laughs> it's gone. Like, it's done. It's gone. <laughs> It's gone. You don't even have to, like, we already on there. We fucking on you. When you say that shit makes you primal. Mm. Oh, boy. Get the. F- uh. It's like that natural deep connection that just. Oh, God. The instinct. It's I that natural eat it instinct. Up. I could it's eat so it up. Good. Oh, because it. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't really know what more to say about it, but that's just such a turn on. Ooh. What else we got on there? All right. Um. This got, one doesn't. This one doesn't have to be as long either. We'll just talk until we. Uh, we've got random acts of kindness, so it kind of goes hand in hand with some of the other stuff we were talking yeah. about. How it's just just be kind. How you treat other people. Just treat. If you're gonna treat the server like shit, you know we already know that you're gonna treat oh, us like shit. That's a big that's turn a off for me. Huge. When somebody's disrespectful as fuck at dinner, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. Like, have I, patience. Don't be rude. Yeah. Like, like you I don't know you. what that person's going through tonight or yeah. today. Like, what? Oh, yeah. No. Um, yeah, no. I have a hard time with that one. When a man is just calm and collected in traffic. Oh, yeah. No road rage. Golly. My past partner, it was like we were on a mission to murder people. <laughs> like, literally, like, he, just he had followed way. people off the highway to yell at them. I had one like that. My yeah. ex was like that. It was scary. Yeah. And then I was with this guy that I was talking to that I had this awesome connection with, and I was in traffic with him. I mean, there were, like, <laughs> there was a, a point. This is really crazy, but he was having problems with birds while we were there. There was just, like, a bird that almost flew on him. There was a bird that flew in front of the car. There was just, I don't know what the sign, I'll have to look that up, because that maybe it was, like, a fucking sign that I missed, but some hippy-dippy shit, but there was just birds coming out of nowhere, and he just wasn't getting angry, he was just like, what's going on? And then, like, people, like, in traffic that day, like, there was, like, a few people that were, like, doing stupid stuff, and he was just like, look at this guy, but he wasn't like, fuck you and your mother and your unborn child, like, he wasn't, like, nasty, like, he was just very patient, he was like, I guess we're doing this, like, yeah. I like that a lot because also like how a man handles his emotions, like his anger, his, you know, if some, if they get angry so easily or if they just talk so much smack or they're just like flying off the handle, you're like, holy shit. And that was a red flag that I did not acknowledge. 
because my past partner, when he got mad, same things were flying, doors were broken, steering wheels had holes in them. Literally, a steering wheel had a hole in it. My ex-husband was like that. God destroyed everything. Never really put his hands on me. But everything but else. Everything else yeah. was destroyed. It was like a tornado came through. And yeah. that is not okay. It's just not okay. It's not healthy. And we need to figure out a way to cope with all those emotions. And when a man can just express express himself and not feel like he has to have total destruction of everything around him, it is just refreshing. Mm-hmm. It is just makes me feel safe again because I would always feel unsafe in those situations. Same. And, um, yeah, control your anger. Control. I have a client, and he has had a therapist for the longest time, and I can kind of tell that he has anger issues, and the way he's been handling them is, like, amazing. I can see it's like I didn't know him before. I've only known him for like little than a year. But like I didn't know him before. But it's almost like something I can sense that he really struggled with. And the way I see him move now is like very mature and like evolving. Like he is. He's again, learned how to express his mo- emotions in a healthy way. Yes. Yeah. He's coping in a healthy way. And he's got. And when a man has a therapist or a man journals or a man reads. Or a man meditates. Reading and meditating does it for me. Oh, my God. Like, what do you mean you read? Yeah. Like, you Can you imagine, like, time? sitting on the couch with your man while he, like, was reading? reading? What? A man reading without me there? Like, a man yeah. not going out to the bar and having a drink, but, like, a man sitting on his couch. Reading. reading. Wet. Wop. <laughs> Wet ass pussy. Wop. Like, what does it do to me? I... I can't explain why. I have no idea. No. But that shit's primal. (laughs) (laughs) A man just reading a book? Like, his phone to the side? I think it's because it's kind of like a... It's... You kind of escape. You're, like, in your own little world. Yeah. And you're doing your own thing. And you're having your me time. There's no social media. Yeah. There's there's no no motive. Distractions from the outside world coming in and um, making you... Changing your opinion about things or um, influencing you. Yeah. It's just literally you time and you're taking a time for yourself. and You're, you're reading something in a, or a topic that God, you love. It is just so sexually attractive to know that a man is literally reading. I, I, I don't know what it is. I love it. I um, do too. Yeah. What were we saying? Because I'm getting hot. carried around about that. <laughs> Like, oh, man, with a man. man. We went through all of our green flags. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, red flags are, like, forever long list. I don't even want to do red flags. We kind of already touched on, like, what to do, what not to do. more, I think, red flags we do, it's just going to be, like, male bashing at that point. Yeah. Because there's so many. And I feel like so many times people have made podcast episodes and talked about red flags, but nobody really talks about the green flags. I actually... Um, shout out to the Unfuck Your Relationship podcast because I shared some of her content on my um, Instagram. I should have tagged her in it. Uh, that was my fault. But I shared some of her stuff. 
and it was like green flags and that inspired me too because so many times you hear people talking about red flags the bad things but yeah. men need to know what they need to do what they're doing because yeah. we tell them all the time what they're doing wrong but we need to tell them what they're doing right yes like we need to commend them for the right shit they need to know okay I, they like that they actually like that i didn't know all i know is what they don't like right so it's super helpful to know what to be looking for and what to like what like, what we look what for we, what we look for yeah like our perspective and yeah so those are all of our green flags um let me see this list i want to see if there's anything else because i don't want to make this podcast episode probably won't be as long because we're approaching we're already at our bedtimes <laughs> um we go a bit early oh the last <laughs> yeah yeah we do the last thing i want to talk about is what to do if you are serious or not serious. So this is so huge because this also goes hand in hand with leading on, bad games, good games, turn on, turn turn off, do's, don'ts. This kind of like, I, I feel like this is going to wrap everything up. Okay, so if you are serious about someone compared to when you're not serious. So when you are serious with someone, there are certain things you say, there are certain things you do, and there are certain things you say and th- certain things you don't do like you don't want to say certain things and don't want to do certain things if you are not serious about something or somebody because you are going to lead them on and make them make things 10 times harder to leave because the whole thing about having something that's not serious is the fact that you're not committed so you don't want to make somebody feel like they're committed to you you don't want to get feelings misconstrued. And I feel like both me and the other Heather um, were very misconstrued with what friends with benefits are. So I personally do not think that we were wrong about what a friends with benefits are. Because I think that friends are literally your quite your friends and then you have sex, right? Yes. There's no holding hands. There's no, you're beautiful, you're everything that I want. There's no, you can't see other people. There's no... Um, dinner dates. Dinner dates. Like you can go out to dinner, but it's in a certain manner. Yeah. Right? Like... You can grab food together. You can grab food together, but it is not something... It, it, it just, it, there's a certain point where you got to draw a line and a boundary. So, I think I we're going to hear snoring. <laughs> Sorry, we had the phone down by Bear's face while he's we snoring. We both realized that at the same time. <laughs> oh, sorry if you hear, heard him snoring um, over our voices. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I think that if you are not wanting to be serious with someone, I think my lesson learned in this whole situation that I just got out of is communication. I was so oh, nervous. Yes. I was so nervous to communicate how I was feeling or ask questions that I literally tortured myself. And there's something that I read and I posted on Instagram the other day is um it was oh god, hold on. I took a screenshot of it and I really want to like I don't want to butcher it. So let me look it up. Is so I think relatable. communication is one of like the top things. Oh, it is kind of relationship, a friendship, all of it, uh, partnership, you know, anything like that. Even, I mean, freaking even all in family of it. situations like communication is so vital, important. Like, if you don't have communication, like, oh god, and it's not that you have to constantly talk, that's not what we're talking about. It's no, 
it's being able to basically express your emotions yeah. and have that conversation, even if it's a difficult conversation. Man, I can't find it. I don't think I saved it. But it was basically saying that, like, if you don't – so you can say nothing at all. And, or you could say something. You could say something and fuck it up. Or you could say nothing and fuck yourself. Like, something like – and fuck yourself over, mm-hmm. basically. So, like, you could say – you could say something and fuck the situation up, right? Make things get awkward, make things weird or whatever. Or you could say nothing and torture yourself. Yeah. And fuck with yourself. Because if you don't say anything, you're never going to know. You you're know nev- where I stand on this. Because yeah. I tried to drill that into your head Yeah, I know. So many times. I know. And I had the debate of whether to say something and whether not to say something. <laughs> And both sides were very valid and uh, like I, it was just very difficult for me to make a decision and I didn't ultimately make a decision for like a couple of weeks. Took me a while to say something and I ended up ultimately a couple days ago saying something and ending it. Um, But at least I know now where that person stands and I let them know how I feel and things are laid out on the table, and nothing can be misconstrued. Yes. So if that person continued to go on with me, they knew where I was coming from, and they knew that, like, all right, I'm not fucking around. Like, here's how I feel, and this is what I feel about you and the situation, and, like, this is what I need out of the situation, and this is what I can't have out of the situation. Here you go. Package it up. cards on the table. Put it up to them. Whatever they decide to do is ultimately what they decide to do. You can't you know, force them to feel a certain way. And if I hadn't said anything, I would be stuck. Like I would probably be sitting here, not making a podcast, probably sitting here, racking my head for the millionth time thinking, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. And you just got to go with your gut sometimes. And my gut was screaming to just say what, how you're feeling feeling, and how you're feeling. And I did. And you know, I personally don't think that I fucked the situation up. Like the posts that I was just talking about had said, you know, if you you well, say something, you ultimately fuck it up or you can't don't. fuck up anything that's meant for you. It's true. You can't. Like if it's meant, like if that person that I was talking to really wanted something with me, they could have been like, you know what? I see where you're coming from and I appreciate you being upfront with me. Um, right now is just not the time for me to be in a committed relationship. Like if that's something you're looking for, I, cause I didn't say that I was looking for it with him. I made it clear that I needed it from someone, but it didn't have to be him. I just, I could not do friends with benefits anymore, but he could have been like, you know, I see that you want something serious and we do have this off- awesome connection. I feel it too. Um, I need more time. Yeah. Just communicate. Just tell me something. And well, don't be afraid to hurt people's feelings because your feelings are just as important. Yeah, they are. And like, you're going to end up hurting their feelings by holding out. Yeah. Like not saying anything. You're not doing them any favors by not telling them how you feel or the situation at hand. That's. And it's vice versa. Like, I mean, like he's not doing me any favors by not communicating and not telling me how he feels. And then I'm not doing any favors by not communicating and, and telling him how I feel. Like, I'm not telling him that I'm feeling like this, I need something serious, so therefore he's going to think that whatever he's doing is working. And it's fine. And, and it's okay fine, and it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with receiving it, which I'm not, and I can't be frustrated at him for that because he didn't know because I held I back. I never communicated. 
Therefore, I cannot be upset with him either. Here's the thing is I can't be upset with him for saying, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense to not talk because I can be upset about that because that was disrespectful you can be upset with, the delivery. with the delivery, the way he said it. But I can't be upset because I never asked him to tell me how he feel. I never asked him questions about how he was feeling about us. I didn't do anything because I, I felt that I was going to fuck it up. And that's the thing is, is if you say something, you could fuck it up. But if you don't, you could end up fucking yourself anyway because now you're sat here thinking all these things. But if it's meant for you, you won't be able to fuck it up. Yeah, you won't. You won't. You know what I mean? So you have to communicate with someone. Like you have to... You have to tell them how you feel and you don't have, you can go about it in a way where you're not overwhelming someone, not making them feel like, you know, super overwhelmed, but you have to tell them how you feel because if you don't, shit's just going to get lost and misconstrued and, and people become unhappy. They get into situations that they're not, that they're just not good situations. You're making poor decisions Yeah. at that point because you're, you know, I, being in my first marriage, one of the things that I did was um, I wanted to be the perfect wife, you know? I wanted to be the best. Yeah. I, um, and, and I also was a people pleaser at the time, so I wanted to make everybody happy. And uh, at that time in my life, I had this mindset, uh, because at the time both of my parents were still married, um, I didn't really want to get divorced. Like, that wasn't in the cards for me. I did not get married with the assumption that, hey, if it doesn't work out, I can just get divorced. That was not really part of my thought process I wanted to get married and stay married and be married and grow old together and do the whole thing you know mm-hmm. divorce was not my not on my mind um so I didn't really want to do that um but I was also not happy so I wanted to make sure that everybody else was happy and that everyone else was pleased and I jeopardized my own happiness just because I wasn't expressing my own emotions um, obviously at some point when I did finally express emotions, um, we were kind of a little bit too far on the broken side Yeah. to mend. We probably may have been able to mend it at some point, but, um, it got to the point where he didn't even want to try to mend it because it was so much that was already broken just because I was finally starting to figure myself out and know what I liked and wanted to communicate my uh, feelings. Evolving. Yeah, I was evolving. I was changing and I was, I had a voice at that point and it just wasn't because I had held it back for so long. It was just people pleasing everyone and trying to make everyone happy and to be the perfect wife and to not get divorced because it was so frowned upon and um, all that. I just kind of made the situation worse basically by not communicating and you know establishing a good foundation basically for the relationship to properly work yeah it's hard communication is super duper important and people don't realize people say yeah communication they just throw it around and there and you know there is a difference in talking and understanding the delivery and the message. Mm-hmm. Because me and my ex could talk. Boy, we could freaking talk. We would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, talk. But ultimately, at the end of the day, nothing was understood. So we were like... 
communicating, but it wasn't listening to each other. Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't even that we weren't listening because I could hear what he said and he could hear what I said. But we we were just not understanding. Like we were not comprehending. Mm It was not sticking with us, and it just was not going through. We were just not understanding it. So You were going through the, the motions. And some people think communicating is saying, this is how I feel, blah, 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 blah. And then just expecting it to be better because you said how you felt. No, there's work with it. Like, communicating is saying, okay. And do okay. not say, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, God, that's the worst. Do not ever say that. That's basically like... Sorry you feel that way is basically saying, like, you're wrong, but, like, or, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so fucking out of pocket and not, it's so disrespectful. Because you don't validate. they feel that way. Yeah, and you're not validating the way they feel. Somebody needs to feel validated. Somebody needs to feel, like, understood. And, like, when you say that, they're basically, like, you're you're crazy for feeling that way. But, like, guess you feel that way. Like, it's not cool. It does not make anybody feel good, and you're not going to get anywhere with that attitude. Like, you're just not going to get anywhere. Like, you could say, opposed to saying, sorry, you feel that way, but you could say, hey, I understand that you're feeling this way. What is something I can do to help? Boom, right there. Mm -hmm. Great delivery, right there. Because you're still saying that you're sorry that they feel that way and you're not knowing what to do to help. So you're asking. Tell me how I can understand. Yeah, tell me me what more I can do. Like, what what can I do to reassure you? What can I I do to make you feel good, comfortable, secure, Heard. heard, seen, felt, everything, understood? All of that. Like, you want to ultimately understand what each other are saying. You don't want to just hear words. Because I thought for the longest time, oh, my God, my past partner has such a good communicating skill. So good at communicating. So good at communicating. No. Just because he was he was listening and he was saying responding doesn't mean that we were communicating. Like, it was just a response. Was a conversation. Yeah. There, it was just like... It was a, what is it? There's a different, there's something where it's like, there's a difference between like a reaction and like a, something like, there was a saying, it was like some, there's a difference between a reaction and acting or something. I don't know. And I mean, just communication was not good when I thought that it was great. So communicate how you're feeling. When you communicate with someone and you're very direct with someone saying, you know what, listen, I do not see, because this is all wrapping and tying into serious and not serious. And when you don't, when you communicate what you want, you can get what you want. But if you don't communicate what you want, you are allowing things that are not meant for you to come in. Like when you, if you see someone and say that you just want sex from them and there's obviously you don't go, I just want you for sex. You don't do that. That's not right. But you have to say, hey, listen, I am sexually attracted to you and I love having sex with you. I think our connection with sex is amazing and I would love to continue it. But I have to let you know that I don't see this going anywhere seriously, emotionally. I cannot connect with you. So if I totally understand if you don't want to continue, but I just want to let you know where my head's at. Yep. Boom. Completely transparent. It's going to hurt a little bit because it's going to be like, God damn. 
you like me for sex, but like you're not emotionally. And then that is ultimately on the person to continue the relationship or not. Because now you have told them how you feel. There is no, well, you never told me and blah, blah, blah. Nope. You told them right from the jump, right from when you had these feelings. Because let's say maybe you were not sure. You want to wait a little bit and see if you're really not connecting with them emotionally. Maybe it'll come with time. Maybe you wait like however long obviously you don't wait forever but like you you give it time that's fine but as long as you tell them though as soon as you're feeling that way so that the other person isn't strung along nobody deserves to be strung along no nobody deserves to be strung along you need to tell that person how you feel and if that is too hard i am sorry but you should not be having whatever you're having nope if you can't be mature enough to talk about it then you can't be mature enough to be doing it Honestly, it's the same thing with sex too with STDs and I had I it's it's hard. It's hard because you know you want it, you want it, you want it, but you have to be able to talk about protection, you have to be able to talk about STDs, you have to be you're going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes, but you have to be able to talk about it and be open about it. And if you can't be an adult about it, then you don't need to be doing the adult thing. Mm-mm. You don't need to be doing the thing. It is just that simple. Um but yeah. So that's wrapping that up. I said I didn't want it to be another long one, but it's almost another hour. Isn't that crazy? We've been doing this for like two and a half. Two hours. Yeah. Um, We did that. We did that. We did that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about everything. Okay, so I want to wrap this up, but I want to ask you, Heather. It can be totally off topic. It does not have to do with men. But I want to ask you if there is one thing in life that you find important. Because the podcast is called This Is Important. So if there is one thing, we're going to wrap it up by you telling the audience if there's one thing that you find important. It can be a saying. It can be something. Anything in life that you feel is important. doesn't even have to do pertain with men. Just anything you want to tell the listeners that you find important and needs to be heard. So, I am a big, uh, obviously with this whole podcast, I I, I love relationships. I love relationships with any people. Friendships, relationships with partners, people you meet, um, just randomly, even for brief periods of time, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I ultimately think something that's super important um, is self-love. Yes. Self-love, because... I feel like if you're in the right place and you love yourself, the type of love that you can put out into the world and to other people is just amazing. It is, and you gravitate, like you start to attract those type of people. And I feel like you might be, you know, in certain situations, whenever there are people who aren't on that level yet, you may walk into their life um, and be a part of their journey just to help get them there. I feel like, that is one of the main goals of mine um, in life is to just, I want people to love themselves. I want people yeah. to know their worth, and I think everyone deserves the best. Um, and getting to that point, is, it's a hard thing, and we need other people to help us facilitate that and get there. So that is, that's going to be mine. I love that. <laughs> Self-love. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I love that. And I want to say, because we do have a little time left that I can talk after this. Usually, 
I have to wrap things up really quick because we're right down to tooth and nail of an hour, but we've got like five minutes left. So I just want to take the time to say that Heather is the number one person for self-love that I see. Like you have so much love for yourself and the way you express it and the way you go about it and the way you attract things to you. It's just beautiful. It's true. Like she is just so powerful with that self-love. She is really good at it. She's really good at helping me find it because I have been struggling with my body dysmorphia has come up again, um, the way I feel about my body. And, you know, I've been from stress. I've been breaking out with acne and just the way I've been having a relationship with food and all these different things. Self-love has been a little difficult. And every time I come home, she always caring for me, always making sure that I'm getting the time to feel good about myself and have that self-love. So she is like just the number one person I look up to for that. So I'm glad that you made that what you think is um, important because you really like embody that. You do. You do. And I love that. I love that about you. It's a lot of work. It's It's crazy because you make it look effortless. You really do. I just keep trying. I refuse to give up. I refuse to settle. I just want to continue to grow and I want to continue my journey and to learn more things about myself and to appreciate all of them. The flaws, the shadow parts, the great parts. I just, it's a whole, it's me as a whole person. And yeah. I, it's, it, I wouldn't be me without all those parts. So I'm trying to. You the package deal, baby. I love all of it. Yeah. I love that so much. So many people struggle with that. I myself struggle with that. There's a lot Everyone, of things. Every day is different. Every person's different. Everyone's going to struggle with it at different times. And even though I try to embody it on a regular basis, there are days when I struggle with it. It's, you know, every day is a new challenge. Yeah. I love that. Gosh, you're so insightful. I freaking <laughs> love it. I get to live with this woman, you guys. I'm the luckiest person on earth. It's just been a fucking blast, like, just being a part of her life and her world. So I love this podcast episode. Oh, these two. Oh, now he's stretching out between us. Um, this has been great. These past two podcasts, two hours. Wow, hitting you guys with some heavy content after being gone for like two months. So you are welcome. Here's two full-ass, long-ass podcasts about men. <laughs> and if you're a man listening to this, I hope that you found some helpful hints and tips and tricks in this thing and you got like an inside to me and Heather's minds of what we feel about men and what we struggle with with men and yeah I hope you guys found this um important oh and uh, one last thing I'm gonna leave off with the ladies is I don't know I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast yet but we do this thing where we'll have frustrations with men and we'll be like fuck all men we hate men (laughs) And we have realized that that is not the way that we are going to attract our dream man or manifest the men that we want in our life. So every time we experience something bad with a man and we say, fuck men, we hate all men, we immediately follow that up with, men are wonderful, men are great, they help us procreate. (laughs) And I can't take any credit for that. That was Heather's thinking. She made that up. And I think that is fucking amazing. So as soon as, ladies, if you ever experience something with a man and you're like, fuck all men, they fucking suck. 
immediately go, men are wonderful, men are great, they help us procreate. It's kind of like you're erasing it, erasing everything you said about men being bad and grouping them all together as one because it's not true. You're just pissed off and angry at the world right now. We get it, we understand. And then you're just blessing the world with knowing that men are wonderful, men are great, and they help you procreate. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to sound fake, but... (laughs) You just, just got to keep doing it. Keep faking it till you're making it, baby. <laughs> like it, it'll eventually get there and it'll stick with you and you'll manifest it. So, guys, thank you so much. I hope that I'm not a stranger and that I post more content coming up in the near future. So bear with me. Hang tight. And thanks for joining us on another episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>